Bright spots. Bright spots. We're still in this series, and you can see behind me, maybe some of you can, these light brights, and they will go off at some point because they're politically correct light brights now, and so they can only stay on for five minutes. <laughs> but what's so cool, what's so, Andrew, check this out. What's so cool is, is they get turned on one at a time, say they, they go off one at a time. So it's almost like we planned it. <laughs> but we didn't. Bright spots and just talking about how life can come to a, a place of heaviness. And, and life is heavy. Let's all just be honest with one another. Things happen. But if we're not careful, we can get in a pattern of our thinking and we can get in a pattern of everyday life of so focusing on what's wrong in life that we forget to focus on bright spots. Right? Looking for bright spots in our life. And, and we, we base this series out of Jeremiah 29.11. And so this is, this is God talking to Jeremiah. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. So if you're here today and you can't find any other bright spot, hear these words from God. He has plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And, and, and it's so interesting to me that God said these words to Jeremiah, and Jeremiah was a preacher's kid. Jeremiah's dad, was he was like the priest in the temple. So I'm wondering how, how many times Jeremiah heard something. How many times did Jeremiah hear his dad? I, I mean, I feel sorry for my kids. Like, they, they've heard so many sermons. Like, it's like, yeah, well, that's my dad, yeah. So anyway, but, but the, the whole idea of becoming so numb to what God's trying to say, and God comes to Jeremiah wakes him up and says, hey, 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 listen, here's a bright spot. Even though you think you know everything about me, I'm telling you right now, I've got plans for you. I've got a destiny for you. I've got plans to prosper you and not harm you. I've got plans to give you a hope and a future. And some of you here today would say, you know what, life is not really leaning that way right now. Well, can I tell you this? Life leans back and forth, but this book is true and it's forever. And if you're struggling today, just know God's got plans for you. May not come through this afternoon. For you Gator fans, it didn't come through yesterday. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Look, to tell you the truth, I'm a Memphis fan, so it's really bad for me. Yeah, I stayed up way too late last night watching the Tigers lose in the last 30 seconds. It's actually really wonderful. Um, so, so anyway, but, but the idea is to find some bright spots. Now, so today what I want to do is a very simple message. Very simple. But if you're having problems finding bright spots, then I'm going to try to lay out three things as a roadmap to help find some bright spots in your life. So the title of the message is Love is a Bright Spot. Everybody say love with me. Love. Say it like you mean it. Love. Say it like you need it. Love. If you're single, say it really loud. Love. <laughs> love. Love is a bright spot, but how many days of our life do we... Days of our lives, that's awesome. Um, God, can you believe that's still on TV? I think so. It is shocking but you are old. <laughs> God. 
I'm going to pay for that this afternoon. <laughs> or not get paid for it. I don't know how you're going to look at that. Love is a bright spot. How many days of our life, days of our life, do we go about life and forget to give love, to receive love, and, and realize that God is love? The Bible says God is love. And so if we're His children, we, we should, that, that's a, a central point of who we are. So love is a bright spot. So let's, let's get going. Number one. And know this is really deep. Love God. Love God. Mark 12, 30. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all of your strength. So let's just say there's a ladder of life up here, and I'm trying to get to some bright spots. We're going to look at just three, three simple things today to, to verify and look at and discover bright spots in our life. The foundation of any life well lived is to love God. So love, the word love, is so overused. Right? So I, I love Lucky Charms. Anybody else? Yeah, I got, I got a couple witnesses over here. I... I, I used to love coffee. I'm not addicted anymore, like some other people in my house. But <laughs> you say, I love coffee. I love to surf. I love football. I love my wife. Now, if I put Raina in the same category as Lucky Charms, <laughs> it ain't going good. Does that make sense? That, that's how we use that word and we just throw it around and it's intangible. But, but God is love. And so when you get down to the root, that word can mean so many things, but when you get down to the root, love the Lord God with all of your hearts. So the foundational place that we find bright spots is through spending time with God. Where's your heart at? I got I, This morning... Um, I, I have a like an 18 month old lab, and if he doesn't do certain things with me in the morning and see me leave if I'm in town, he goes nuts. Like he'll he just roams all day looking for me. If he sees me leave, I'm fine. But our pattern is every morning, I'll I'll go upstairs and get ready, and he won't leave my side. He's he's right there in the bathroom with me, and then he, and, but he knows when I get dressed, and when I get dressed. He knows it's time to throw the ball. And he goes nuts. Absolutely berserk. Mike, I'm telling you. In circles, barking. He's, he's almost not, he's going to kill me on the stairs at some point. So I, I come down the stairs and he's, jump, he's jumping up. Jump, so he goes right to where we keep the ball in this little cupboard thing we have. And, and I'll say, Goose, I'll say it real quiet too. Can you be a good boy? And he puts his butt on that floor. I haven't been able to teach my kids that yet. But <laughs> he puts his butt on the floor, sits his head up, and goes, and he won't move. And I reach up there and grab that ball, and he goes nuts. He absolutely goes berserk. Goes right to the back door, out to the patio area. I'm going somewhere with this, okay? Um, and I'll say, sit, he sits, and I'll start throwing the ball. And I'll, I'll just be like... And so this morning, it's still dark outside, so I grab the ball, and I'm throwing it. And the newest trick that we have is I make it bounce at a certain place, and he reaches up and grabs it. It's pretty, pretty cool. Um, anyway, so I, I, I'm thinking about this message, 
and the Lord spoke to my heart and said, Jason, are you as excited to spend time with me as he is with you? I didn't laugh. It, it hit me hard. And if I had to answer that question this morning, after the week that I've had, I would have had to say, no, God, no. No. And then the, the question comes, where's your heart? Is, I, I, here's a great statement. I think it's, yeah, it's, again, deep theology. Is the tail of your heart wagging to be with God? Because this dog goes nuts. Wakes everybody. If anybody's still asleep, they're up. Jumping over stuff. I, he thinks he's a cat. He does, because he, he, we catch him on top of the dining room table. He's 115 pounds. And he gets, up, he gets on stuff. He like walks around on stuff. You see his paw prints everywhere. Dude, you're a dog. Get down and act like a dog. But he gets so excited when, I, when I'm coming downstairs. And, and, and I really had that thought. Am I really, is my heart, is my heart so in love with God that I can't wait to spend time with Him? I just can't wait. And I think that's a great question. Remember, at the end of this message, we're going to challenge each other to do these three things. These three things. The three, I only have three points today. I know, don't faint. It's okay. I only have three points today. And we're going to challenge one another to do these this week. And I guarantee you that there will be bright spots that come out of these. And he says, look, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. In other words, with, with your eternal soul, with everything you have, give it over to God. And with all your mind. This is a tough one. Don't raise your hand, but how many of you, answer this to yourself, struggle in your thought life? If you have kids, you have children, young people, teenagers, whatever, it, ask them what they're thinking about. Just because you spend a lot of time with them doesn't mean that you know what they're going through. You can take them fishing, take them hunting, take them to soccer. You can be the coach and not have a clue as to what they're going through because you don't know what they're thinking about. And what we're thinking about determines what we do. And what we do determines who we are. So what are you thinking about? It's a good question, isn't it? It's not just relegated to having asking our kids, what are you thinking about? Because the game of life is played right here. And to change our life, we have to change the way that we're thinking. Are we thinking about things that are good and wholesome and holy? Are we thinking about things that are positive? And are we but are we loving God with our whole mind is the question, I guess. Are we loving God with our whole mind? With every bit of it. See, Jason's kind of weird. How do, I, how do I love the Lord with my mind? You think about things that are in the Word of God, and you, you can't think about things that are in the Word of God unless you're reading the Word of God. So what are you thinking about? And then you get all the way to this place with the word strength. And that's a, that's a pretty broad term, overused. But if you research it in the original text, strength encompasses heart, soul, and mind. And so the point is driven home right here after talking about those things. Let's tie them all back together. In other words, are you loving God with all of you? Are, are you? are you so in love with God? Are you loving God with every ounce of you? 
Let's go to this next scripture, Kim. 1 John 4.19 says, We love because He first loved us. We can love God because He loves us. And, and this, is, this is the foundation of living a life that's full of bright spots. The, the last one says it right here. 1 Corinthians 2.9 However, as it is written, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love Him. So we're, we're, not, even, we're, we're not tapping in just to this life. We're tapping in to eternal things. Don't miss this. Wake up. Watch this. It's, it's already afternoon. Alright? So you should have already had your morning nap. Alright? If I have to be here, you have to pay attention. If I get to be here, I should say. Here, here we have Paul reaching in. And he, he, what's so cool is, is he's talking about eternity and he's saying, look, this God that loved me first created love in me so I get to love Him back. And right now, I can't even conceive what He's prepared for me. I can't even imagine what He's prepared for me in eternity. No mind has conceived. No ear has heard. Wow. God has prepared things, and it all starts with love. And so here, and I know this is not deep theology, but it's so good to remind ourselves every once in a while how simple the gospel is. You want to find some bright spots in your life? Love God. Well, I do love God. Well, do you spend time with Him? Like, I can say I love my wife all day long, but if I never come home, it, that's not going to be love. I can say I love a number of things, but if I never put any energy or time into them, then I can't really say I love them if you look at the true definition of love. God loved us so much. His love is perfect. It's agape love. He put everything He had in His Son into that love so that we could be restored back to Him. That's what the Bible says. Number two, love people. I want you all to say this with me. I love people. Ready? I love people. You lie. You're so lying right now. The, the second part of this, verse 31 in Mark chapter 12, the second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. So the foundation of where we found bright spots is loving God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind, and with all of our strength. In other words, God has all of me. I'm living in such a way that I know every day that at any God has the steering wheel of my life. Now, the only way that I can love people is to love God. Because loving people is secondary to the first greatest commandment, which is loving God. If I don't love God, I can't love people. See, and, and this, is, this is just like Christianity 101. And I believe with all my heart, this is what the world's looking to see. They're looking to see a church that actually loves people. I'm telling you, man, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, there are hundreds of teenagers here. You can probably still smell them. <laughs> Rain and I were sitting on the couch Wednesday nights, our date night. And, and no matter what's going on, unless somebody's dying, we don't do anything on Wednesday night. It's like, if you're married and you guys aren't having a date night, shame on you. Well, we're too busy. Okay. See how that works out for you. Can't be too busy. Now, we don't go out and spend a bunch of money and people go, well, we can't afford to go on a date. You got a couch? <laughs> you got a movie? You got a, a few things of food? Cook? 
Watch a movie, hang out. But anyway, we got a text. It was from Anthony. It was these hundreds of teenagers out here outside the store, and I just started crying. She said, what's wrong with you? I said, look at this. And she started crying. And you say, why in the world were you crying? Because we used to do the youth group at our house. Me and her did it every Monday night, and we didn't eat health food. We ate hot dogs. (laughs) Chili dogs. We actually bought this old-timey hot dog thing that rotates. You ever seen these things? And these kids have, like, technology out the... They have a lot of technology. And, And they were mesmerized by this hot dog machine. It's like, I've never seen anything. They, like, stand in front of it. I was like, sweetie... Either we're onto something or they're all high right now. <laughs> they're saying, oh, wow. Miss Raina, is that one ready? Is that one ready? But, but it was like, man. And, and then, you know, Thursday, all these people coming to get food and clothes. And then the recovery group that happens on Tuesday. And, and the women's group that happens on... I, I can't even... I can't even keep up anymore with what all goes around here. And I love that. But let me tell you this. It's all about people. That's what it's about. It's about loving people. It's about helping people. And so help me, if this church ever becomes about us, I'm leaving. Some of you are like, yes. <laughs> it's, about, it's about loving people. It's about loving I've told you this before. A sure way to get a promotion is to serve at work and just love people. Well, I don't like my job. Get another job. Well, I can't. Well, then like it. <laughs> you like to eat? Somebody, I was counseling with somebody, and I'm terrible at counseling. I don't even use that word anymore. I'll pray with you. I'm, I'm, and I'm listening to this guy, and he's talking to me, and I'm telling you, he is crying a river. Not literally crying. Just talking about how bad life's treating him and how bad he has and bad, bad he has it. And he finally said, I just don't like to work. <laughs> I said, do you like to eat? <laughs> yeah. I, then you need to work. <laughs> That's the way God set this whole thing up. Well, I just don't like people. And I'm thinking to myself, I bet they don't like you either. <laughs> I don't even like you right now, man. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm just telling the truth. <laughs> Love people. We can't be everything to everybody all the time. Somebody told me a couple of days ago, if everything's important, nothing's important. And you can't, you can't be everything to everybody, but you can get out of your stinking selfish world and open your eyes and when God brings a need... Listen, look, if it's safe, pull over and help somebody to change a tire. You're like, that's not very spiritual, isn't it? You see a little kid that's dirty, looks like he hadn't had a bath in five days, and, and he's got dirty clothes on, find out where that kid lives, get him some clothes, and do what you can to help the situation. That's loving people. Have we gotten so important and so perfect that we're just not going to love people anymore? I mean, it's the whole Good Samaritan story. The preacher, the politician, everybody's too busy to pull over and help. And here's the Samaritan who shouldn't even have had anything to do with this guy in the ditch. He picks him up, clothes him, takes him to a hotel, pays and says, if the debt is any more, I'll pay some more. i got a friend of mine who tells a story of it, and he pastors 
a church of like 25,000 people. If I said his name, you would know it. Books, glorious written books. And he talks about when they had planted their church and he, he said he preached on loving people. And they're on the way home. It's pouring raining. And they had about 20 people in their church at that time. And they were meeting in a garage. Funny part of the story. Um, back then, there wasn't this. There were, like, what do they call it? Overhead projector. You know what I'm talking about? And so he had been doing some prison ministry, and he, he witnessed to this guy that in prison, and the guy got saved. And when he got out of prison, it, it was only like a few weeks later, he found this guy, the pastor, and said, do you have a church? And he goes, yeah, well, we meet in a garage. And he goes, what can I do? And the guy said, you can put the slides on. And he had lost a finger. He didn't have one of his fingers. And so every time he'd slide up, you know, you remember the projectors? Or you guys, so every time he'd slide it up, man, there's like a finger missing. <laughs> he'd be right in the middle of ama- amazing crap. Dude, he didn't have a finger. <laughs> anyway, he talked talk that day about loving people. And he said, we got in the car, we're all dressed up. He said, I had my purple suit on, my silk tie, dressed to the nines, and we're driving down the street, and here's this guy in the medium, pouring rain, car broke down, knowing he needed help. And he slowed down long enough to look over, and he said, I locked eyes with the guy, and so did my wife, and he kept driving. And he said, about a quarter of a mile down the road, I praise God for wives, about a quarter of a mile down the road, she just, she didn't, he said, she didn't even look at me. She said, you are such a hypocrite. So he turned the car around. He said, you're right. And went back and helped the guy. When did we stop loving people? And I'm like, please, don't pull over and help every person you see. That's not what about this. Especially in Florida. What I'm saying is. (laughs) It seems like everything crazy you see on the national news is California or Florida. Uh, What what I'm saying is, is like, that needs foundationally, if we spend time with God and we're loving God with everything that we have, we're going to want to be nice to people. We really are. We're just going to want to love people. Last thing. Love life. Love life. Some of you, I can tell by the way you look at me, just aren't happy. Seriously, you need... Look, we're all going to do this right now. Smile. See, it's... It's impossible for some of you. I'm, I'm just... <laughs> Love life. John 10.10, 10, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Look, you need to love life. You need to be excited about your life. Your life is a gift to God, a gift from God. God's gift to you is your life. What you do with it is your gift to God. Love life. We were created to celebrate. Did you know that? Okay. That's two of you. Awesome. <laughs> Think about this. Think about birthdays. Think about birthdays. Why do we get so excited about... Now, somebody in my life had a birthday. Friday. Friday. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Look. We don't, have, we don't have a lot of family here, and you're our family. Will you sing to her? Can you do that? Come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. Come here. Are you ready? Let's do it. 
Happy The First Lady. I love you so much. You're so funny. Why do we celebrate birthdays? Like, a lot of people are like really like not happy about getting older. Rain and I have had such a crazy life. We just celebrate every birthday like we're still here, baby. <laughs> She's running around the other morning going, I'm 40, I'm 40. I'm 40. She's like really stoked, like extremely excited. I'm 40. She didn't have any rhythm either. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's not your fault. Your parents just never played quality music. That's what it was. So if I had a ladder up here. The bottom of that ladder would be to love God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, and with all of your strength. That's where bright spots start. Because I can't love people unless I love God, and I can't love life unless I love people. You guys getting this? See, it's, imp- it's impossible to love life without loving people because life is all about people. That's what life is about. It's relationships. And so, I'm loving God, I'm loving people. And before I know it, remember I challenged you at the beginning of this service, do this this week. Please, try it. Just try it. It's like an antibiotic for, bright, for having bright spots. Spend time with God. And as you do that, God's going to put a burden in your heart to be nice. Sad that we even have to ask ourselves that, but don't we? Yeah, we get tunnel vision and we're not very nice. Love people. And then through that, life takes on a whole new meaning. An unbelievably, incredibly new area of life will open up. And you'll be like, you know what? I'm happy to be alive today. I'm extremely happy to be alive today. Now, is every day going to be like that? No. But here's the thing. We, we know life leaks. Remember we talked about that? Remember the tent? We know that. We know we're going to have bad days. We know that. So if we know we're going to have bad days, which would you all agree life happens? Okay. If we know we're going to have bad days, why not have the attitude we know we're going to have good days? The, the Bible says this is the day the Lord has made. Let us be glad. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I had a guy tell me one time I was going through a really, really rough time in my life. And he was a spiritual mentor of mine kind of and he goes Jason the day that you're living right now God created it and anything that God created cannot be an enemy to you as a child of God this is the day the Lord has made so why not kick the covers off get a little happy and love life why not because we know we're going to have bad days we know that sometimes money's going to run out before the month does. We know that, that family stuff is going to happen. Health stuff's going to happen. We know. And so 
here, here's my philosophy on what God's trying to tell us about having an abundant life. Key in on the good days. Key in on, like, celebrate them. I had the opportunity to go to something last weekend, an event on Sunday night and Monday that, that was like a bucket list thing for me. And, and I celebrated it. Was I tired? Yes. But I celebrated it. Like that, and why not celebrate those things? If it's, it's just because it's fun doesn't mean it's wrong as long as it's not bad for you. And we can get so tied up in focusing on the negative in our life. We can get so tied up in, in focusing on the bad stuff that's going on that bright spots grow smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller until we wake up one day and everything's bad. Everybody hates us. Nothing's going right. And God's saying today, hey, if you start with me, you're going to love more people. And the more people that you love, the more you're going to love life. See, God loved people so much, He gave His only Son. How dare us submit ourselves to a lifestyle that doesn't include people if we call ourselves Christ followers? Can't do it. You cannot, you can't read this Bible. You cannot read this book and not see how much God loved His his creation, which is us. You can't do it. And you can't love people and not have a fulfilled life. So if there's an emptiness in your heart today, start at the bottom of the ladder. Five minutes. Five minutes tomorrow. Set aside five minutes. Remember I told you a story about Goose, my dog? I was so convicted that I get so busy sometimes and I'm like, and I do have a quiet time, but it's rushed, right? I don't turn my phone off sometimes, you know, and, and that's just so stupid. And I felt like the Lord was saying, are you, that, are you so stoked to be with me as He is to be with you? So, if you're not spending time with God right now, first of all, there's Bibles under most of these seats. If you don't have a Bible, take one. It's free. The only stipulation is you read it. You just got saved recently. There's new believer Bibles at the tent. Five minutes. Take five minutes every day this week. Get alone. Get, I'm not talking about driving to work. I'm talking about setting aside time to let God throw that ball for you. Read a, read a scripture. Get quiet. Talk with God. And I, I, I guarantee you, you do that for a few days, there's going to be a new love and burden for people in your life. And you're going to walk into work one day or you're going to go in the gas station that you go to and you're going to look at somebody and it's, it's almost like God's going to like put one of those, you know, those goofy movies where somebody has a halo over there, you know what I'm talking about? Um, it, it's almost going to be like, where you're going to be like, duh. I've been seeing this guy for four years now. Duh. Maybe he could use someone to be nice to him. Love people. And then through that, I, I guarantee you, I mean, I'll bet you a steak dinner. If it doesn't work, come find me next week. I'm just kidding. Hey, take that off the internet. That's not, one of those little $2 steaks. Yeah. yeah. 
No, it, it, it's, it's a recipe. It's a roadmap for life. It's a recipe to, to, to have a fulfilled life. You've got to love God and you've got to love people. That's what we're called to do. That's what the Word of God says. That's what we just got through talking about. It's not my opinion. Everything that I said today, I backed up with two or three scriptures out of the Word of God. And it's, it works. It works. So if there's an emptiness in your heart today, first of all, maybe the emptiness is there because you don't, you don't know God. You know about God, but you don't know God because the Bible says the only way to know God is to know Jesus and put your faith in Jesus. So maybe that's where you're at today. Or maybe you do know God, but you've put so much thought in how important you are and what you do that you've completely neglected people. And can I say this? Start with those at home. Because you can go out and you can do a million things for this world if you don't love those people that God's entrusted to you at home. doesn't count. So love. Love people and then love life. And I'm telling you, I promise you, this is a roadmap to a very joyful, peaceful life. Fulfilled. Would you bow your heads all over the place? Father, thank you for this day. Thank you that we're all here together. We get a break from this crazy world. God, right now, we just ask that you would come to us in such a special way that your love would be evident in our hearts. If you're here today, you say, Jason, I, I, need, I need God in my life. And I've realized the only way to have God in my life is through Jesus Christ. Maybe you're like, one of the 15, 16 people in the first two services that said, hey, I, I, I'm broken. I need to be fixed. I need a fresh start. And I need God's love in my life. If that's you and you're here today, God so wants to invade your life and your heart. And I'd love to pray with you. Everybody's head's bowed. If that's you, would you just slip your hand up long enough for me to see it and put it back down? I see your hand. Thank you. I see your hand. Awesome. Anyone else? I need Jesus in my heart today. I need salvation. I, I need that. I, I need to be restored back to God. I see your hand. Thank you. I see you back there. Thank you. Anyone else? Hey, if you raised your hand when this service is over, please go out to the tent. Go out to the tent, get a, a new believer's Bible, get a devotion. If you want to pray or talk with somebody, there's somebody out there that will talk with you. But right now, right where you're sitting, will you just say this prayer with me? Father, thank you for loving me. Thank you for chasing me. And thank you that I'm here today. And right now, I'm confessing that I believe that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. I believe with all of my heart that Jesus Christ was born of a virgin, that He lived a sinless life. He took my death and sin to the cross. He was crucified. He was placed in the grave and He rose from that grave on the third day. I believe that, God. And I believe that He's coming back for me one day. And so right now, my faith in Jesus, I know, is making me into a new creation. God, would You put people around me that can help me move, help me in the direction of my life. God, fill that void in my heart with Your love and Your grace in your mercy.
In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.